Yeah, I am the king of the E, and get it through like the DJ. Yeah, I am the sit where we play. We got to chop where we play. Okay. Yeah, come through the city, we're going to chop the up just like some sushi. Yeah. Pour the sound stick, go stupid. Yeah. Draw the money out all over. Okay, little dirty, nappy-headed, East Atlantic. Father said it all was a force. 44, Hank, Aaron, Chrome, want to make it home, then get out the porch. Let it cover faded for it, had to fade it, had to fade it for it. It's tomato, what's the motto? Either way, the boy, the greatest play it. I won't say it no more. I was just up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the but I'm here for the crown Board of Education versus Brown I was Board of Education Left the town F*** a resume What up, what up That's your boy G No, he, don't you start? Exactly <laughs> You nah, told me go ahead Nah, dude I was saying turn my mic up Oh, alright all right. Don't even worry about it, man What up, what up It's your boy Kyle A.K.A. The Perfect Gentleman <laughs> And this is your boy J With the suede soul And the velvet vibes Lorenz Tall Mr. Love Jones Live All war Everything Answer E All of the above A.K.A. Snapple Facts Sure and we back. Yeah. yeah like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, uh, man, yeah, that, that's your part again. And we back with another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Two single fathers, two single guys talking about love, life, and drinking libations. Well, tonight we ain't doing oh, yeah, none of that. Oh, yeah, we drinking libations. So we, uh, we drinking water habit. tonight, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we sipping our age 2 tonight. So, uh, <laughs> So we got a very special episode tonight. Um, as you can hear, we're uh, back with a free state of mind uh, part two. Um, so I'm back with uh, my cadets from Free State Challenge there Academy. We go. Uh, and um, yeah, we're, we're excited again. Class 53. We were we were uh, we were at class 52. 52. Now we were class yeah, 53. Ago, um, yeah. And was actually mind. starting earlier this time. Mm-hmm. So which is a good thing. So we're catching them. Um, on week nine, y'all. Look, we at week nine, right? Yes, week sir. nine. We at okay. week nine. So we at well, week how many nine. Weeks? Twenty-two all together. All right, almost yeah. halfway there. So, um, you know, we're starting early this time. Hopefully, we're going to try to make this a monthly thing uh, for these guys or, or twice, you know, twice a month or something like that. But give them something so they can get their outlet and uh, let their voices be heard and, and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. uh, without further ado, um, you already know who I am. Um, I'm going to let these cadets uh, introduce themselves and then uh, we can go ahead and get started. To my yeah. right. Hello, I'm Cadet Parker. I'm Cadet Nash. I'm Cadet Campos. And I'm Cadet McFadden. And together we are... Free State Class of 53! <laughs> <laughs> y'all practice y'all that? <laughs> My guys, come on. Come y'all. on, y'all. All right, one more time, one time. Uh, we gonna edit this <laughs> in. Y'all, y'all didn't catch the memo? <laughs> they didn't, yeah. no. Y'all was here practicing and everything, y'all. Put y'all in the front leading rest. Let's go. Roger that. Let's go. Oh. Copy. So, y'all are, y'all are who... Free State Class of 53. All right, all right, all right. Let me get a whoop. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, um, yeah, so thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Like I said, this is going to more or less be your podcast, not ours, just in association with us. But, um, yeah, we're going to, you know, let you guys have at it. It's y'all's First Amendment. Y'all get it in. No holes bars, but just please watch the cussing because it is PG-13, and uh, y'all know y'all ain't supposed to be talking like that. So, too easy. Um, So... <laughs> uh, we'll start with you, Cadet Parker. Um, tell us your, you know, your name, your age, and how you got here. What's your goals before, during, and after Free State? Before you go, Cadet Park, I want every uh, listeners, you know, if you oh, came yes, to yes. the uh, suit and sneaker party where we did the back to school drive, um, Cadet Parker was one of the people taking your name or uh, serving you food, so she graciously came and uh, helped us out and volunteered. So definitely want to say thank you on air and appreciate it. So you have the floor. Uh, I'm Cadet Parker. I'm 17 years old. And what put me in free state is the lack of me going to school, me not going 
going to class, me not listening to my mom. Um, basically, me just slacking in every department I could slack in. So, I came to Free State for more discipline and to turn my life around. And I plan on leaving here with my GED, going to college, and maybe going into the military. I'm not sure yet. But as of right now, that is my plan to go into the military after graduating Free State. I don't, see, I don't know all that yet. Oh, shout out. We got another cadre in the building. Shout out to Shards and Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got you, Jordan. Yeah. Got you, Jordan. <laughs> My name's Cadet Nash. I'm 16 years old. Um, what brought me to Free State was basically I was doing good in school, but I just, I pretty much hated it there. Like, and so I left, moved out of my parents' house because I, you know, they didn't like my choices for my life. And everywhere I went, I basically started getting kicked out for various things. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really want that for my life, so came to Free State, you know, get my GED. So after I leave here, I want to actually start my own um, event planning and catering business and go into welding and uh, realty. Question. So what were some of those changes, excuse me, those things you were doing that your parents weren't to, if you can share, if you feel comfortable sharing, if not, please say, don't feel comfortable. (laughs) It's not to put you on the spot. But what were some of those things that those choices you were making? Oh, I was just, you know, I was never in the house and I was always smoking too. So, you know, my parents don't really approve of that type of stuff. They felt as I wasn't, you know, old enough to be making those decisions for myself. That's fair. And then not only that, they just you know, didn't appreciate the fact that they knew I had the potential to do good in school, but I wasn't. Okay, cool. I'm Cadet Campos. Um, What made me come to Free State is the bad choices I was making outside of here. Um, I was always on the streets, not going to school, hanging with the wrong pe- uh, people, um, doing bad choices. Um, When I came here, I want to um, get my GED. When I get my GED, get out of here, take barber school, get my own barber business company, and move on higher. I'm Cadet McFadden. I'm 16, and what brought me to Free State was I didn't have no guidance in life. I was following that. I was going down the wrong path, and I was basically like, Doing stuff that I usually didn't do So like I started smoking Cutting school Selling drugs, fighting, stuff like that But I had To make a decision to either keep doing it Or to come to Free State And my decision was to come to Free State Because Like I can't stay the same way for forever Mm -hmm. I mean What's the same way that you can't what's, What's the way you can't stay forever Basically I can't be stuck in my past Mm-hmm. Like I can't keep making the same Well not mistakes because I chose to do it But I can't keep doing the same thing Over and over and over again So I decided to come to Free State So I can change my life around and become a better person I can make changes But I, at the same time I won't forget where I came from right. So um, When I get out of Free State I want to be an RN nurse Ooh, So nice. yeah that's why I'm doing A trade and child care right now So yeah What's up, man? Yeah um, well, kudos, you know, all you guys for like, 
I will, let me ask you this before I say kudos. Did everybody make their own choice to come here? Yeah, I I made my own choice. Okay, <laughs> okay that's a no. <laughs> at first, at first, I'm not gonna lie. When I came to orientation, I had no idea where I was coming to. Like my mother right. just told me get dressed, get in the car. Mm. But um, after orientation, I kind of figured that this is something that was good for me, something that could like I could grow from mm-hmm. and become a better me. So. I wanted to come to the program. Well, for me, it was kind of a last resort because, like I said, I kept getting kicked out of places. Mm-hmm. So if I had another option, I probably would have taken it. But I figured this was the best option, you know, available to me. So, For me, it was a no. I had the first orientation that I had. I didn't feel it. And the second orientation... I had to think about it, and that made me say yes and change my ways. With the second orientation? Yes. So to come in, you have to go to two orientations? I think mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you have to fit a certain uh, curriculum, number one, before you even get accepted to the orientation. Then after that, like, you go to the orientation, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Like, you can get the feel for it, see what's going to happen. You know, after that orientation, you can either choose. A lot of kids choose to just don't come, don't show up. Right. The ones that go forward, you know, clearly they end up here. Um, and it could be a matter of if you don't meet the first criteria, you can wait for the next orientation board. Mm-hmm. And that's might have what happened with him. Might have what happened. I don't know. Okay. But usually that's like how that goes. Go ahead, McFadden. Uh, so I chose to come here on my own because it's just like at one point in life, not everybody gonna be there to make the decisions for you, so you gotta start deciding now. Because, you know, I decided to make bad decisions on my own, so why not make the good decisions on my own? So I decided on my own to come here. So what's it like here, uh, Nash? What's it, what is what is the typical day like at Free State Challenge Academy for a lady? Then I'm gonna ask you, Campos, uh, from the male perspective. So what is it like here? And I I ask that because I didn't even get a chance to ask the last cadets because when you typically think of this structure, you think of, I think initially you think of like this is for men. So you think of men doing the PT and things like that. You don't necessarily jump to the thought that women are here as well because I didn't at first. I didn't know until Kyle started working here. He was like, no, we have have ladies as well. I was like, really? Um, So what is it like for a woman? (laughs) And that's my own ignorance for not knowing, but yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't. I really don't know how. To what is that your question. point of view? Yeah, from you. Is it, your I truth. Don't know. It makes free state look bad. <laughs> like, it's not free state. Um. Okay, so I mean, you kind of you gotta know what you're coming into, because I didn't really know what I was coming into. Like I, like I heard quasi military, so that was just a kind of. Oh whatever, it's just gonna be strict. Um, but it's a it's a lot to it. There's you know you gotta walk in a straight line everywhere you go. <laughs> That's just like or you know it's I really don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause That's all good. All right, well, could that puck help out? <laughs> what was it? What is it like for you? Because and I know you have experience too. And at what we, I guess it was week eight or week seven, being able to come off campus mm-hmm. for a little bit of off base. But what is it like for a woman here? So, as a female, I would say the program is not the program itself is not bad at all. I feel like 
it's a a great program for at risk teenagers to mm-hmm. get their life together. But as a female, from my perspective, I think that they treat the boys way better than they treat the girls. Oh. No, All I right. really do. No, 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 right. no. I want, we going. That's the first thing I want you to uh, answer. Yeah. So, like with the girl, like we, it's like so much drama upstairs because it's still everybody is still getting to know everybody and their different personalities, mm-hmm. and it's like we keep bumping heads. But it's like they still treat us like it's acclimation phase. Like if one person get in trouble, then the whole platoon suffer for it. Mm-hmm. It's like we just sit upstairs and all we do is study and we look at the walls and we don't do nothing at all. Like we got study hard at school. So it's like today we had a non-academic day and we had to go upstairs and study some more when we study all day because one person messed up. Mm-hmm. So it's like we'll ask to go outside or just do something fun and they'll never let us because we always got to study because okay. of one person. So, so it sounds like they're trying to build a, a team dynamic, um, like a sisterly, brotherly dynamic, similar to like if you want a, a sports team, probably the best analogy I have, where you're responsible for your sister, your brother, your teammate next to you. Do you feel, do you feel a connection? Do you feel responsible for for same, your other cadre? No. Okay. What about you? Have a room? how many people live in, a, in your quarters? It's uh four. It's some four and it's some six. So you see the four people in the same room or six people in the same room? I have four in my room. She got six in her room. Okay. You got eight, four, six. So, Campos, what is it like for the guys? So, so you're saying you got four, eight, and six to 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 your living quarters. But what is the what is the life like for, um, for a young man here? I feel like it's way harder for the female. Well, it's harder for us than the females. How so? They don't let us go outside on the weekends because most people, they can't make their beds right. They can't mop. Okay. They can't sweep. They can't keep their hygiene good. Okay. So those things get you in trouble yes, where you don't get to go Yes, it keeps all of us in trouble. So, so, so it's also that same uh, brotherly dynamic yes. they're trying to build. Yes. Um, Can I say something? Let them finish, then you'll be able to come back to you. So you were saying that people you don't get to go outside because people don't sweep hygiene, mop the floor, yes. make their beds. And let's say we don't form up on outside on the weekends, mm-hmm. right, or like on time. We get PT for that. Um, okay. It's way harder. All right. It's All not right. something that I would expect. Nash Park, I think one of you had something you wanted to. It was to me. Yeah. Okay. So the thing about going outside on the weekends. Y'all are outside way more than me. Oh, my God. Y'all are outside so much more than we are. And that's outside with free time or outside free with time. Uh, Free time, like, outside. Like, being able to be on the field, even if it isn't free time, mm-hmm. they're outside playing football or, you know, and even, like, even when they're not playing football and stuff like that, they get the whole field to themselves. When we go outside, we get a section of the field. And... So the thing about the how y'all can't go outside because of the hygiene and stuff like that, it's the same way for us. But most of us do get all the details done, rooms in standard, but two people don't make it online on time. And so nobody can go outside. We're standing at the position of attention, staring at the wall for so long, like 10, 15 minutes at a time just Standing there, staring at a wall, not doing anything. McFadden, I want to ask you about the hygiene and why people don't do that. But before I, I ask you that question, Kyle, why do y'all make the cadets? Excuse me, Sergeant Kyle. Sergeant Whitefoot, why do you make the cadets? 
stare at the wall like that. So, what's the, like the theory behind it? <laughs> so, here's the situation, mm-hmm. um, and I can attest to, mm-hmm. I can attest to, to both platoons and their their leisure time. Yeah. Um, before before I really get into that, the fact that they realize like how much their outside free time affects them versus being here and not at home, like. That's one of the things that I'm glad that they're starting to recognize. Like, yo, I can't just go outside when I want, and it kills them a lot. Like, it's it it like burns them up because they be looking outside. There's like that big old open field. They look at all the stuff that's it's outside. Probably, they probably yeah. see a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they be just like, man, like you know. But I and I know when they get restless and they start doing dumb stuff upstairs, like they'll be in each other's rooms. You'll hear the, the sneakers start screeching, so you already know they horse playing. You know mm-hmm. they doing something they ain't got no business doing. So then it's like, all right, if you guys want to do this, it's all about accountability. Right. Mm. So um, I'll even flash back to last Saturday. Um, actually, this past weekend. So this past weekend, they had family day. This was their first family day. I, I think I told you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this past weekend, this was their, their first family day. That means their family got to come visit them. Yeah. Um, it was more a free day for them okay. at the end of the day. Um there were a few cadets uh, that I seen that their families came late or just didn't come at all. Damn. Now, the ones that didn't come at all, like, I've not had a class where there's been a cadet whose family just, you know, they, they did show up. And yeah. for the most part, it's always one or two cadets whose families just don't show up. Mm-hmm. And that's just life. Yeah. It's just life. Yeah. It's, is, is it effed up? Yes. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's like. You know, we spend most of our time, we spend 12 hours a day with them, sometimes 13, 14, whatever the case may be. I give them the most FaceTime. But the thing is, like, you grow to, to you know, you grow a certain love and care for these guys. And it's like, outside of me, we're parents. You know what I'm saying? So outside of me, I know of that if my child is looking for me to pick them up, you know what I mean? Like, on the weekend, I get to, you know, they get to see dad or mom for the weekend. If you're not there to pick them up, yo, that hurts. That's real. And then especially if you know they there, if you know that they're there mm-hmm. for five and a half months and you only really get to see your family, let's say three times out of that five and a half months, yo, that's gonna do something to you. So now you miss the opportunity. So what I did see is the accountability really kicked in. So now the love and the care for one another starts kicking in. So now it's like, well, don't worry about it, yo, come to sit at my table. Come sit at my table. You want something to eat? And I, I didn't say nothing, you know, because I wanted to see how how much it would kick in on them to actually show that love and show that care and that accountability to make sure that their fellow uh, cadets are eating. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Then Sunday comes. Sunday, you know, they're supposed to be doing uh, barracks maintenance. Then they have church. They do church services here. Okay. Um, one, one like non-denominational? That's, I didn't know that. Church yeah. services, non-denominational. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, Bible study. Yeah. So, and Bible study as well. Oh. Mondays. Mondays and Sundays. Hmm. So one thing I did realize when I called church, and I just went around from room to room, the ones that do go to church, you know, they waking their partners up. Hey, man, you going to church today or not? But even that little oh, it's bit, an option. Yeah, okay, it's but option. even yeah. that little bit to know that, hey, my partner's in my room with me, I need to wake him up to make sure, you know, he gets his word and he's mm-hmm. into the Bible like I'm into the Bible. That's the accountability. Um, I don't know how it is for you ladies upstairs, but at the same time, it's like when you start seeing that, and it's only, they've been here for nine weeks so far. But when you start seeing that, and seeing them uh, show that love to each other. And even when it's like information, they talk about they got to stand in position of attention for an amount of time. I stress every day, like, it's not hard to do what you got to do uh, to just stand there, look straight ahead, keep your mouth shut. But at the same time, 
majority of this class is 16 year olds mm-hmm. and it's way fewer 18 year olds mm-hmm. 17 year olds trickle out here and there but it's majority 16 year olds it's interesting you say that because one of the one of the people on live she just said that she wish she would have completed free state because she went a wall at 18 but um you know it's it's one of those things where it's like we got to adjust to the demographic of the age. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, yo, why are they acting like that? You know, and sometimes I sit back like, why Why is it that they just talk so much? But then I'm like, oh, they're 16. So now the 16-year-olds <laughs> affect the 17-year-olds who affect the 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And then the 18-year-olds who are supposed to be Adults. maturity level yeah. here. Because right. majority rules with 16, the acting mindset like the goes down. Yeah. And, it, and it it's crazy how much it affects. It's crazy how, how fast it affects them. And they just can't really seem to like get out of that maturity level and they they graduate they fluctuate up and down up mm-hmm. and down the maturity level um and and that's just one of the things where you start to realize all right well now this is how I have to carry it so now I, you start putting the 16 year olds in leadership and making them be more accountable for like the older kids and You'll start to see like the age of like you know whatever I don't gotta you know what I'm saying I'm 18 I'm a grown ass man or I'm a grown ass woman I ain't got you'll see the attitudes coming and start butting heads but at the end of the day once they get into the once the 16 year olds don't you know they don't back down the 18 year olds will conform mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it then they start helping each other along the way as they go on gotcha yeah so. Um, go back to McFadden you get hopefully you have some time to think tell me about this hygiene thing and what what is the what are the hygiene uh, uh, issues that stop you from you know having your free time or you know leaving leaving the barracks. So like you, it's all right. So put it like this. All right, put you, it like it. You don't <laughs> you don't clean the barracks. You don't get to do whatever you want to do. Explain to the listeners what cleaning the barracks is. So all right, you got roommates. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm in an eight man room. Out of those eight people in my room, four people don't like to clean. So it's hard to cooperate with people who don't like to clean and people who, like, have to clean because they want to do what they want to do. So me, I just be like, bro, can you, like, help me clean up? Like, I'm asking you nicely. Like, all you got to do is just sweep or something and Mm -hmm. you just go back to laying down. Like, you ain't got to do nothing extra. And then as soon as I say that, they take it personal. They get mad like, I ain't doing nothing, buddy. You ain't telling me what to do. Like, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. basically, from a male perspective, it's hard to com- to cooperate with another male because they always think you're being disrespectful or you trying to, like, run over top of them mm-hmm. or be the dominant male, which is not the case. That's a really – that's a great observation. Why do you think that is? Because I, I – it, it doesn't change. You're 16, right? Yeah. I'm 34. It doesn't change. It don't. So, but why do you think that is? I don't know. But most likely, like, in my opinion, I just think it's because, like, the way – well, the generation now is mm-hmm. the way, like, we was raised. Like, you know, sometimes parents might put into their kids here, like, oh, somebody hit you, hit them back. Yeah. Somebody talk to you this way, talk to them back. Like, don't ever let nobody disrespect them. Disrespect them. So, like, the more that they keep putting in our head, our mind basically program it. Like for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. So When that Like when we get into A situation like that We already got Answer reactions To buck back So right. like That's why I think That happened So That's real That's deep Like yeah. how, 
for anyone, how do you resolve those scenarios, those issues with your roommates um, when they don't want to clean? Like, you got eight people, so it's 50-50. That probably, that's probably the average, yeah. too, of people that clean, don't want to mm-hmm. clean. Like, how do you resolve that? Cause I, I and I can think back. The closest experience I have is in college in my dorm. So I mean, we would get fined if our room was messy, stuff on the floor when they did the room inspections. Um, and it's two of us. So I'm like, yo, I ain't trying to get that fine. Like 150 dollar fine add up at the while. So I'm like, yo, let me. Uh, I'm just gonna clean up. I'm gonna clean up everything, but I ain't gonna clean up at the seven other people. Like how? Do, or I guess for y'all have four or six. So I'm not gonna clean up at the five other people. How do y'all resolve? Or figure out how to. You wanna clean go up? first? Yeah, go ahead, Parker. Ladies first. Yeah. Okay, so in my room now, I have three other people. Okay. So everybody in my room, we take turns. We like to clean. But in the room I previously had, it was six people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we all are females. We should be able to clean up after ourselves. Like, you should not want to have your room dirty or just be, like, living nasty. That's nasty to have your mm-hmm. room dust all over the place and you sneezing and all that other stuff. So it's like... At first, I would just clean up by myself. But, like, if, when once you keep doing that over and over, you get tired of doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Because some people say when I talk, I, I'm disrespectful. But I don't mean to come off disrespectful. Like, I just yeah. mean, like, this is our room. It's you got to help me clean up. It's like, your PG accent. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm joking with you. <laughs> like, you got to help me clean up. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just my room. So, right. if I feel like... You not helping me, you got to get out. You can't stay in that room because if you're going to be dirty, you need to go in a room with somebody that's going to be dirty with you. Not in my room because we got to be clean. But I don't really, I don't know because I don't really have a solution. It's just like my words. I'd say something to you. But if that don't help, then I don't know what else to do. But it sounds like you've got it. You're getting to the point where you have figured out something that keeps your room clean. Me. Oh, so you, so no. I'm saying, is it you doing the, all of the cleaning, or is it you and your your word choice convincing them to clean? At first, it was me doing all the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Then it was my word choice gotcha. because I had to get a little mean. But yeah, after that, it started changing. Gotcha. But I switched out of that room because it was too much. I feel you. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was also like previously in a room. It was a six-person room where nobody liked to clean, and so at first I was cleaning the whole room, and I got really tired of it. And I'd be like, "Y'all, I do this every day. Can y'all like, mm-hmm. you know, take some initiative?" And so you know, after people didn't want to listen, I was like, "I'm not gonna get disrespectful. I'm not gonna get on nobody's case about it." So I just started like. I was I started being real petty about it, like cleaning really certain areas that like needed to be clean, but like leaving people's stuff like where it was obviously yeah theirs, but not even just my area. Like if there was trash and I know someone threw it on the other side of the room, I would take that trash and put it back where like they they <laughs> sleep or something like that. You know, like, just so it'd be like, you know that's your trash, and now it's right in front of you, and you got to pick that up. I'm not getting your trash because, you know, I clean everything else. You need to get your stuff. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's yes. not. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I'm scared. He was like, 
it's not even like that. It's not even, yeah. But, um. Yeah. All right. You know, y'all want to contribute to that? Because I got, I got some, I'm something so, else I'm curious about. Yeah. I live in a four-man room. Okay. In a, which is leadership room. So, in my room, we got to keep our room clean or else we get PT'd. Ex- explain what a leadership room is. This is the first like, time I'm hearing about it. Um. Well, leadership rooms, like indoor leaderships, like mm-hmm. um, you got to make sure you clear off the floor. Okay. But sometimes some of us lack off, including me sometimes. I'm not going to lie. So how how do you get in the leadership room? It sounds uh, like that everyone in there must be some type of captain or something. Squad leader. Yeah. Okay. Well, not a squad leader, but indoor leadership, mm-hmm. which is like you got to do what you got to do to earn the leadership room. What, what do you, who, what or who are you leading? Um, everybody that's in my platoon. Okay. Which is, well, which, like, it's me keeping the hallways clean. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody in the hallways when they're not supposed to be in the hallways. You're responsible for yes. that. Yes. Okay, I understand. Um, so for my room, there was one day, this dude had rappers, and he threw it on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like candy so, rappers? Yeah, or, it was uh, candy rappers. So... So you're not even supposed to have candy. No. So so it's not even like the like some little snacks or something you could have took from the calf. Yeah. Like yo, one you're dirty on the floor, clean messing up the hallway. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you're dirty on the floor with something you're not even supposed to have here. Yes. Right. So he left the rappers on the floor. So I woke up in the middle of the night one day to use the train. Yeah. And I saw them. So me, I got mad and I picked all of them up and threw them in his locker. Oh wow. And then he woke up in the morning and got mad. And I explained it to him. Mm-hmm. I ain't clean that up for you. You will. That's real. So he That's got real, mad, and we had a little. We went back and forth with it, and I just <laughs> I ain't say nothing back. Right. And then, like we sweep up, we make our own beds, we keep our own side clean, mm-hmm. and that's how we keep our room clean. Got you. From from, from the the contraband and the food that you're not supposed to have. I wanna. I'm. I'm always curious to hear about the food that they do give you, right? And so this is why I'm so mad. McFadden was that was gone because I was like, yo, if you're able to volunteer, like I know, I know for a fact anything that you are able to consume off base is, is <laughs> no, way better. And pure gold, you missed yo. It. So, it was so good. <laughs> pure gold. Yeah. So so tell. So I will talk with Park, and you can even even tease him a little bit about. Uh, uh, the yams, do the that, macaroni, do oh, oh yeah, the, the chicken. Uh, yeah, but but so Parker, what is the cat food like in comparison to to the the great seafood that and chicken that we had at the Suit Sneaker? I'm not gonna lie, the defect food. Some meals are good. What are the good meals? Um, the the stuffed ravioli. Okay, that's good. Okay, um, it's hard to mess up pasta. The meatloaf is good. Yes, it is. The meatloaf is good with the mashed potatoes. It's cat food. No, it is good. <laughs> it's cat food. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you, so you, the ravioli, the meatloaf. Um, what about breakfast? Any good breakfast? Dish? French toast. Oh my oh, good. No waffles. Them eggs. waffles be hard. Yeah. Is it like Lego my ego waffles? Yes. Like she can't have she can't have yes. ham and stuff. So they gave her pancakes this morning. And she literally banged it on the table. Oh yeah, she banged it on the table and it was like banging it on the table. Rock steady. Let me. Oh yeah. Did you eat it though? No, I oh, couldn't wow. bite into it. It was hard. Like it sounded like, like right. that. Like worse than that. Like really banging on the table. Did, 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 all right, in that scenario, do they give you more waffles or you just no. gotta? No. <laughs> and then we had ham this day. morning. The ham first. is so nasty and it's so oh, soggy and ugh. Yeah. 
Uh, what? No. What about what about for, what about for the guys? Like what 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 is your opinion on it? The best foods, uh, it's pizza. Okay. Oh yeah, the, the stuffed ravioli. Too. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mac and cheese with the fried chicken and the cornbread. Oh. The cornbread. We talked about the cornbread last class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to try. I need to try some of this cornbread. cornbread. Yeah, I'm gonna try some fried of this cornbread. Fried snacks is the cookies, the cake. All right, I heard the snacks. The uh, vanilla pudding. pudding. Um, and the, the little the, the Jello vanilla pudding, or they got some. No, other. they got like the cut. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I got uh, you. The drinks. That's what he means. Trash. Yeah. The drinks are trash. No, the um, drink today was actually good. Yeah. For dinner time. For, what did they get? For lunch. For lunch. Like, just for lunch. Like what mood the day in like in the kitchen because sometimes they'll add not, like a good amount of sugar to it okay. and then other times it will be sour or bitter it just like gotcha. tastes like straight up water it's like you know that's how it is that's how it was at college too like some days like food was phenomenal and other days it was like yo really <laughs> so yeah that's, that's interesting that's interesting but it's like it's like when we have French toast it's always a good day I don't know if that's for the boys or just for us but every time we have French toast it's always a good day. For real, yeah. it's always a good day. Like, like we had French toast on Family Day. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see what you saying like when it's yeah. when you get French toast, you know, all right, this is gonna be like a smooth day. day or yeah. something. Something nice gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> but one food I don't like that we just had today was the fish. Oh is it like, like fish sticks? No, like, it's like <laughs> fish. Like let me tell you about the fish. Tell, me, then, tell us about the fish, McFadden. Then they got the bones fish, in it. Like I took, that's on, that's on. I took a bite out of it, and the bone poked my the top of my gum. Like it's. It's bones in the fish, and then it's so nasty. They don't and cook it stinks. bones fish. It stinks fish. so oh, bad. Man. And then, oh my god, they be having like that white stuff on top of it, like like a like, little sauce or something. Yeah. No, like like this this skin. But it, you know it's how not like, like when you when you uh, what you call it? <laughs> so you season, 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 like I ain't it, it like it's like that too. And then right. they don't take the bones off. Smell like, like the wolf. Like when you go to the You know wolf. how many bones I eat? As many times <laughs> we had fish, I probably <laughs> ate equivalent to like two hundred bones by now. Is it a, do they give you enough food? Like can you go back for seconds? No, I ain't gonna well, lie, we had fish today. I was picking the bones off. I wasn't with none of that. I was eating wow. salad. I just That's ate mad salad and bread. That was gotcha. all I ate. Well we could uh sometimes we could go back for seconds, but it's only for leadership. Like if you were on a core SGA you can go back for seconds. For real? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that, that's uh, only sometimes, though. That's if they feel good. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> no, no, no. You looking at me? I ain't know that. Campo is like your family. You mean I can get more? Yeah. Right. Or nah. sometimes if you if you like with the last group, the third group, if you ask like, oh, you're gonna throw out the extra food, you can just give it to the cadets. Like sometimes they'll yeah, do yeah, that. I got you. So sometimes it's always a cool cafeteria worker that look out for you. So so tell me about the SGA leadership and these other things. Like I didn't realize there was an SGA. Like SGA is through the Government Association. How do you become a part of it? You had to write like a paragraph, and you had to get. Uh, Basically, like recommendations, you had to get signatures from who? From uh, cadre, case managers, Mm. teachers, anybody except for Miss Dumbay and Mister Dickinson. Is anybody in SGA here? No, I'm in Color Guard. All right, we gonna get the Color Guard next. You're in SGA, Miss Nash. No, I'm in SGA. You're in SGA. Okay, what do you? All right, go ahead, Miss Nash. Excuse me, Cadet Nash. I'm so so mad. This is this is a personal thing because get it off. When when I signed up for SGA, I wrote. It was just a little paragraph on a little piece of paper, a little, you know, 
just why you think you should be in SGA. I wrote a two-page essay oh, with like handwritten. Yeah, that's hand- right. Cause y'all, y'all. <laughs> 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 hey, now they do get a computer class, but okay. they're, but they're they're designated to certain things there. So so majority. I forget. Yeah, but no, handwritten two-page essay, like just I had. I had picked out specific cadre that I wanted to sign my thing, mm-hmm. but like I picked out cadre who were choosy, who didn't want to sign just anybody's uh. paper, you know. And I had got I got the same amount of signatures as you, right? Yeah, I got like as many signatures as she did. Yeah, my my points was good, but I didn't get in, so I was like, uh, I would, yeah. Why do you think you didn't get in? I don't know. Probably because. See, I had you know why, see? Yeah, exactly. Keep it 100. It was like a week and a half before we had it turned in. I had a <laughs> I got in trouble for fraternizing. Oh, she had a sand baby. She had to carry oh, the sand yeah. baby around. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Somebody tell me what a sand baby no, is. Let her tell you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cadet, Cadet, Cadet Nash, so you got in trouble for fraternizing. First, explain what that means and what you did, and then... Explain to us what is a sand baby? <laughs> okay, so what I had did I was hanging out the window and I had thrown a note out the window, and the, <laughs> the sergeant was standing right there. And he just came, walked over, picked it up, and read it out loud to the whole platoon. What was the note? What did it say? It it wasn't even anything. It was just like, "What's your name?" Da, 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 I got like, you. Yeah. Right. So so who? Who's the uh-huh. <laughs> No, I know. No. I know who. Oh. She dry snitching. She, she, oh, you don't have to snitch. say. You, you, you do not have to say. You're not obligated. If she don't say it, y'all don't say. Don't say. I'm it. not. Her. Okay, yeah, yeah. so, um, I don't like you for that. All right, all right. Um, so, so you threw a note out the window. Right. All so right. I had gotten trouble. My right. sergeant, she got very excited when she came to learn that I had gotten trouble for fraternizing. She was like, okay, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a baby. Because what happens when you talk to boys is you get babies. Very true. Boys are bad. <laughs> so. Facts. So a woman. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to carry around a bag with a 30 pound. It was like a onesie filled with 30 pounds of sand and rocks. Awesome. <laughs> and I had to carry that Yo. thing around for over a week. And that's I had the sergeant. Pregnant. That's what happened. But yeah, the sergeant had got me a baby carrier to strap to myself every day. Real love it, yeah. Yes, and I couldn't. I couldn't put it down. If I wanted to put it down, I had to find another cadet to babysit, quote unquote, for my child. When I I had, I had been on bed rest, and my sergeant had made me go from the isolation room downstairs all the way upstairs to grab my baby, cause when you're sick, you still gotta yeah, take still care gotta of the baby. Take care of your baby. So, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to wake up four thirty in the morning every morning. To feed PT. Your baby. No, oh, PT, not not oh. to not to feed the baby. I could to, <laughs> co- to come downstairs, clean the whole, yeah. clean the whole floor, go around doing you know the latrines over there for the staff. Going outside four thirty in the morning, PT in the dark around the quad. Wow. So so, what did you learn from that? Like, if, if there is clearly the physical toll of that, but. What did that teach you? Like, did you learn, what did you take from that? I mean, I'm just not to get in trouble for doing dumb stuff anymore. Like, you know, I'm that real. was just dumb to be why out did, the windows and just talk. Why did you out. think they? Why did you? Why do you think that the cadets? Excuse me, the cadre gave you a sand baby. Like, what did you? What do you think they wanted you to learn from that? 
from that experience? Oh, not to fraternize anymore. Okay. But not, even, not even so much that. It's, it's, this is not why you're here. Well, well, you know, yeah, like priorities. That's, but, just, that's just more the thing, yeah. But my thing is, like, I have my priorities intact. I was just bored. So, you know. To that, to, to that <laughs> point, I think it's it's very interesting. Like I will, I want to have uh, do a podcast with the the, the cadets who are, who are not doing so well, who are getting in trouble, mm. who are not cleaning up. Mm. Um, not you, but the ones who keep having sand babies and things like that. Mm. Because sitting here talking to you all, like oh, they're, they're, they'll be on okay ne- next, right, next episode. Yeah. Right. I had to, this was this yeah, was yeah, quick. Yeah. This okay. was a quick right. fast and hurry. I want to follow you. Come here, you. Because they're going to be in trouble doing yeah. something. But I'm, because you all are seem very level-headed, got your heads on straight, and are very seemingly self-aware as to the actions that you took or didn't take that, that made you come here. Um, so it's, it's very interesting hearing you guys. Like, you're so aware and, and knowledgeable about, you know, what you want to do next. You all got goals and aspirations. Um, so you all, you all have your priorities seemingly on straight, but it's, it's, it's so funny because, but at the same time, you're still here <laughs> at Free State, like, but, the so, pri- yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just, just so, so a question I got for y'all is, oh, yeah, question I got for y'all is, maybe, maybe a two-part question, number one, thus far, do you see a change in yourself? So the nine weeks that you guys have been, we, we'll go, f- you know, from this way down. So McFadden, you see a change in yourself from what to what? From day one to now. <laughs> day, all right, so day one. Can I just start with, like, the first two weeks? That's that's part of all the day right, one. All right, so acclimation phase, I ain't gonna lie. I used to, like, argue with Expl- everybody. Explain what acclimation phase is. So you basically a candidate. Like, you, you, don't, go, you don't start school yet. You don't get a rank mm-hmm. yet. So during acclimation phase, all we did was like we was basically getting used to like SOP. Like it's, it's basically learning the standards, the rules, the regulations, yeah, like uh, you know, formation, how to march, you know, uh, drilling ceremony, um, all the tedious things to get them to the point of where they at now. So that's the first two weeks. And then it's kind of the filter out situ- the the filter out process. Like, who's really going to make it through? Look to your left. Look to your right. Yeah, it's that. It's literally <laughs> yeah. that. Literally yeah. that. Like day one. That's they the speech. Really say that. <laughs> like no, like they, they say they, that in college yeah. too. That's my first day in college. They was like, look to your left. Look to your right, yo. The same faces you yeah, see. Yeah, one, one, one of them be won't here. be here. And if they if they're here, you're not. Yeah. Like yeah. But it's true though. Like we went from. But yeah, keep keep going. Like acclimation fees. I used to. I'm a, like I'm a hothead. Like when I get mad, I don't never calm down. So like during acclimation phase, like how I was telling y'all earlier, like it was like a certain way. I ain't like the way that people used to talk to me. So I used to like just get mad and snap and like want to fight and stuff like that. But I didn't realize like I some point in time I'm gonna have to change, or it's either I'm gonna get kicked out, and I ain't wanna get kicked out because I want better myself. So like. Yeah, that's basically how it was for me doing acclimation fees. And I made a change. So now, back then and now, I'm just like, I know how to control my anger. I like know how to control my emotions better. But the next thing I'm working on is just like my tone. Like when I talk to people, my tone, because you're not going getting away in life, like having a certain tone, like just by talking to people. Like if you get a job and you talk to your boss a certain way, they just gonna look at you like, "I hired you," <laughs> and then they gonna fire you because like 
you you come off a certain way. So once I get my tone down packed, I'll be straight. Cool. Campos. When I first came here, I was disrespect disrespecting the cadres. I didn't know how to act. Um All facts. Yeah, cause it's in my blood where I come from. I'm from New York, Spanish Harlem. Um, so, so, are you, like, you're from New York. Have you lived in Maryland, or did your family sent you here from New York? Uh, I live in PG. PG now. Okay. Yes. Um, is I was just expecting everybody wasn't feeling it, and then I after well acclimation was easy. For real, for real, but people just didn't know how to act. It was just, I don't know what they're on. But after acclimation, it just started getting to me. I had to think what I was doing. I had to fix myself. Um, shaping myself up. Started listening to cadres. And gave more respect, and I earned more respect. I will say that. Like, I ain't going to hold you. Yeah. Yo, him. That was I, I had I had a few runners with him real quick, and I had to like peep him like, yo, hold up. What the? Like I had to like really ask like, yo, what's up with you, y'all? Like you good? He was like, oh, I don't give a f, bro. I'm like, bro. Oh, you really mad? But then like we had our encounter. Mm-hmm. Then he, I swear, out of like out of nowhere, like he just was like quiet. Then he started like standing in a position of it. Like he started doing like I'm like. Okay, well, I guess he's here to stay then. Yo, Campos, to that. What was the thing that made you switch? Because he, Kyle, he had to do something to become in leadership. I don't, but I don't. He did go to leadership, but this was before he hit leadership. That's like, what I'm it saying. It was like, like out of nowhere. If he, yeah. So I'm curious now. Like, if you, you know, you haven't run-ins with Kyle, but you in leadership. When you introduce him, you in leadership. You got the orange belt on and stuff. Like, yes. Um, what was the thing? Like Kyle said, out of nowhere. I think it was that my, made it that made a switch. I think it was my first phone call. I don't know nothing I about that. Which my my mom motivated me more. Uh, she told me keep working hard. Yeah. Um, stay focused. Do what I gotta do. Do what I'm here for. Yeah. You love your mom a lot though. Yes. Like, I can hear it in your voice right now. Uh-oh. That's real. Yeah. That's all. That's real. Is is in your family like as far as you? Your mom is the one that's really there, supporting you, pushing you, and everything. Yes. Like. That's real. Damn, I'm going to leave it there. That's real. That's real. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Nash. Um, okay, so the question was day one from now, right? Day yeah, from, from day one yes. to now, yeah. Okay. So, actually, there are some things that have improved and some things that's gotten worse, actually. Like, <laughs> like when I first got here... I don't know. I was just, I was, like, I complained a lot when I first got here. Like, yo, why I got to do this? Like, what, what's, the, what's the reason for all this? Y'all doing the most? It's extra. Like, I, why we got to sit here in front of, like, you know, I don't know. Like, it was just stupid. And we wasn't here at first. We was at Lauder Ooh, Creek. Definitely. We was at a whole different place. It was just, no, it was no air conditioning. It was there in the middle of a heat wave. And it wasn't barracks like these. It was just a little, it was a little one, like. Open bay barracks. Yeah. Like a a shelter. Yep. Yeah, like it looked exactly like a shelter. Just one hallway with 
like rows of bunk beds, like in just a you know, mm. no space at Which all. Which I rather them have now because they actually have rooms and like it's like pretty much like a dorm here. These are all dorms, but like when I was in Free State back in like 2004, that's what we had. So we had like the the open open, open barrack style, yeah, the yeah. open bay. Open I think bay. that's more better for them. Yeah, trust me, it's easier to clean. Tr- you, trust me. I'm not talking about the AC part. I'm talking about just the, the structure of it. But it isn't any yeah. space. I mean, personal space, you mean? Yeah. yeah. You need space for even just even just regular space, like, it, like when we were there, like our lockers, like we would literally be touching back to back when we were getting yeah, dressed and stuff. Get yeah. That's what's up. Hey, Welcome okay. to Free State. The only good thing <laughs> is the mirror in the locker. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's up. So good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Right. So I stopped the complaining. I just learned, like you know, it's better to just do what you have to do, so you can, you know, get on through, knock out the PT, so you can just get on through. But when we were there, people people actually listened better. Like when we were there, it wasn't like people knew how to be on a level zero, like because. Yeah, but we got we got in trouble sometimes, but it was like it wasn't like you already know what to do. You you know, mm. you should you should already have this behavior down packed. It was like you're learning this stuff. And from then to now, like I feel like it's the same. Like if sometimes I've been thinking that like it feels like acclimation like when we're here, like people just still acting like they can't do what they're supposed to do without someone right in front of it like Right in front of their face, mm-hmm. telling them to do it. Even if it's someone right in front of their face telling them to do it, people still don't do what they do sometimes. Like, so me personally, I've gotten more angry since I've been here. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the type to really, you know, like curse people out, get in someone's face. Like, I'm just like, all right, you got it, you know, you mad, and I'm not, like. But since, like, I've gotten so far in here, it's just, like, the little stuff started, like, pissing me off more and more every day. Like, dang, I've been here for this long, and you still running your mouth, like, mm-hmm. you know. And you feel like you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, if it, like, sometimes it'd be like, I'm stuck here. Like, that's, that's like, the hard part about being here. Like, and I've been, man, I've been trying not, I've been going UA. <laughs> like, I've been UA, Where's like, UA? three times this week. Oh, unauthorized areas. Unauthorized. So, like. Okay. Yeah, going AWOL. Gotcha. Right, yeah, in a better sense. Yeah. Unauthorized mm. yeah. for. What the, uh, oh, you got to let Parker go real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Since I've been here, I feel like my attitude has gotten worse. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. Like, from the um, acclimation phase, been told when to sit down, been told when to eat, been told when to stand up, when to talk. When to go to the bathroom, asking permission to go to the bathroom, permission Facts. to speak. Facts. Like, it was a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't like being told to, or been got to ask to talk and stand at parade rest. And it's a <laughs> lot. So I feel like, discipline wise, I have changed from Lotta Creek over here. Like, at first, I really didn't care, I didn't listen to what they were saying. But it's like you got to think about maturing yourself. So like you got to change yourself around. It's not it's not hard, but it's like 
the girls upstairs, like, like she said, it's week nine. Y'all should be able to be, get online, be quiet. Like that's where my that's where the attitude coming from. Cause like if we standing online, you know we standing online for a long time. Why do you have feel the need to talk mm-hmm. or say something? Like we already been online for a long time. So I feel like that's where the attitude coming. But that's what I'm working on. Huh? Okay, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's interesting um, to hear you ladies say that because you, you give examples of how you've grown. But they say it's the attitude, and it seems like the attitude is really coming from the restriction that you're not free to move, the free to do what you want to do. That you that it that the discipline is in place where you have to ask um, to go to the bathroom. Can I speak? Um, and then you know you don't control your own schedules, um, fellas, gentlemen. Do y'all feel that as well? Yeah, on my end, yeah. Okay, like do you feel? Attitude growing or that that part is 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 increasing. <laughs> yeah, for okay. me, yeah, cause like when I was home, like you can move how you wanted to. Yeah, but now I'm here. It's like you can't do this. You can't do that. Like sometimes it, it be annoying, but at the same time, it's like everything in life it take a sacrifice. So mm-hmm. like if I gotta come here and listen it. A cat JB on my back 24-7 And tell me I can't do certain stuff mm-hmm. Just to get what I need In order for me to succeed Then I gotta do that It ain't nothing I can do about it Because yeah. I chose to come here And deal with that Gotcha So it's interesting. I know we gonna probably Wrap up in a little Whenever but Everybody's saying like The cadre being on your back Is it Is it Is there a way For the cadre not to be on your back Like is it possible That they tell you Wake up at 4.30 Like alright I know I gotta wake up at 4.30 At this point your body, You probably wake up at like 4.20 Cause your yeah. body program No I uh, do No I do I'm I saying alright alright Is it possible Alright then every somebody Wake you up You wake up Is it possible They say get outside And get a parade rush You just go outside And get a parade rush Is no. it possible Yes <laughs> But no. man, answer that for no. It's very possible For all, right. all of this to happen does it happen? No. no. Does it Hell <laughs> to the no. It never Damn, happened. Gina. Like to like the last two days, I think it was. So the so this is I think my first day back. One of my first days back after my off days. So yes, it like the day I was off, I had to come up here because I got a phone call that first platoon, my platoon, orange oh, roll guard belt, just could cool. not get it together. Oh man! So I had to come up here and like give him a little pep talk, like. You know, across the board, you gotta have respect for this guy's right because they pick and choose. They pick and choose. We do the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. They pick and choose who they wanna, who they wanna, you know, f with and who they don't wanna f with. You feel me? They pick and choose who they wanna respect and don't respect. So I had to come up here, give them the pep talk. I leave. I'm I'm almost certain the minute I like got in my car and drove off, they went right back to the same thing. (laughs) So, um, Campo's laughing because I'm already know what I already know what it was. Um, it's very possible for them to do that. It's just a matter of, like I said, accountability. Mm-hmm. But then when they we as cadre, we just can't let them get comfortable in thinking that it's okay for them to have that behavior. That's why we stay on them so much. That's why it's not just an individual thing. It's still it's still a, a platoon thing. It's still like when they got to do front lean and rest position. I tell everybody, and a lot of them get pissed off, especially when the ones who are squared away. A lot of them get pissed off and they mad, sucking their teeth. Huffing and puffing all the way down, but at the end of the day, they still have to be held accountable. And in the ones that are the ones screwing up, I try to get them to realize, like, look how you making the ones that squared away. Look how you look what you doing. Like you taking away from them and yourself. Now I gotta stop the whole platoon because you want to act the ass. Mm-hmm. And now when you got 
uh, in my platoon, it's it's fifty. Now you got forty nine other people coming down your neck. You don't like that. You feel me? Then it makes you does want, it, it should make you want to change. Like I should, I would never want forty nine people to tell me I'm doing the wrong thing forty nine times over and over and over. And it's it's in different tones every time. So so it's not it's not just. Yo, come on, man. Do what you got to do. It's, it's, you know, why the F you can't do this? Yo, stop being an effing clown. Yo, stop doing this. Yo, why you doing this? You making it? And it's 49 times over. I already know. Like, I don't even like one person telling me. So imagine 49 people, you know, and it's different with each, each platoon. So it's very possible for them to do that. But, you know, that's why we're there to enforce that it that it does happen. Yeah, that's like the hardest part is knowing that you be able to do fun things like just really chill out and make free state bearable, but people can't get it together for the like for enough time to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. That's like the hardest part for me. Yeah, like as far as leadership concerned, because um, I'm an assistant platoon sergeant, so like when my platoon sergeant not there, I gotta take over. Second platoon, it, it's not like uh, we good, but some people in there just don't know how to keep that burn. Like, mm-hmm. like earlier today, my platoon sergeant was dead, so I had to, I had to take over, and I'm like, I'm calling them to attention. I'm like, all right, we at POA, we don't move. Everybody don't move and be quiet. We can go inside. They sitting there moving, like still moving and talking. And then that's when Sergeant L, he came out and was like, I'm setting a timer for six minutes. And everybody just straight went to POA and stopped talking. And in my head, I'm like, it's really crazy, like, how somebody really got to, like, give you a consequence in order for you to get straight. But then when Free State, like, when it comes to Free State giving opportunities to certain cadets, and certain cadets don't get that get those opportunities because they're not squared away. They get mad. Mm-hmm. So like in my head I'm like, it ain't nobody fuck but yours because you decide to put yourself in that position so as though you don't get what you want because you're not squared away. Gotcha. So I got yeah. a question. So uh who's y'all's favorite cash rate thus far? Yeah, I, I, I need. I need. To you know mean that. male and female, or just like I say, cadre. Oh, cadre for all right. I'm gonna do male for male. I would say is you, Sergeant Whitefoot. Then oh please, no, it Come is on. you. It is you. Then it go to Sergeant Kelly. Then it's Sergeant L. I'm sorry, Sergeant Curryon, but you know sometimes you can like get on my nerves. Uh, like your accent is is, yeah. is, is, is that's it's cool. Racist. Okay. No, I said the accent is cool, but you just get on my nerves sometimes. But for female cadre, my favorite cadre would have to be it would be Sergeant Cooper. Then it go to Sergeant Shipley. I love Sergeant Shipley. Sometimes it's Sergeant Germany, Sergeant Velez, but you know most of the time they can like do some Sergeant Pendleton. I forgot all about Sergeant Pendleton. I like Sergeant Pendleton too. Okay, for me, I'm sorry, Dad. But <laughs> this just started, yo. But um, talking to me. <laughs> that's Uncle Wifey, and that, that's my dad. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sergeant Lisbon, yeah, that's that's my favorite male catcher because he, 
I don't know, cause I can come to him. I could just scream in his face, and he just he he gonna help me out. You know, I've I've kicked him before. He he didn't do nothing. You know, just go ahead, get let it out. Like he he just I don't know. Like he understand my way of thinking, and it's not like he know I don't always need a response to like if I'm like telling him something. He know I don't always need a response. Just like yeah, that sucks. Like you know, and then. Female cadre, I'm gonna say Sergeant Pendleton, cause even though she get on my nerves sometimes, she's like she's very fair and she like she really shows that she cares about us, like really wants you to succeed. Like other cadre will come in complaining, like not even say hello to you. Oh, I can't stand that lady. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but yeah, like she really shows that. She cares about the people that she works with, you know, like, mm. yeah. Joking. Right. <laughs> Sergeant Wife is the first one. <laughs> He'll bozo sometimes, though. Roger that. But uh, Sergeant <laughs> Cadillon, he's the second one. He's chill. It's just, I don't know. I think it's just the same race that we got. It just connect. Mm. Um, uh,. And then Sergeant Cooper's uh, for the female, the only female. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, they, y'all really don't get much time with the, the other ones too much. So, uh, male cadre would be Sergeant L, Sergeant Whiteford, and then Sergeant Kelly. Because, like, they, they chill, but then at the same time, it's like they got this mindset where it's like it's a time and place for everything. So, like, it's a time and place to play, and then it's a time and place to be serious. So, like, that's why I like them mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, sometimes they be chill, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we on mad time now. So, like, get your head straight. Female, I say Sergeant Cooper and Sergeant Ship. Actually, I got to give it to her because she, she chill, yeah. But Sergeant Cooper, she cool. Uh, she she had a a couple conversations with me, and stuff like that. So she was she was relatable. Like every other, like every cadre I like and cool that I'm cool with, they just relatable. Like yeah, they they keep it a hundred. So like when I'm when I'm like they can tell when I'm down. Like one day before I, like the community service I was supposed to go to with y'all. Sergeant Whiteford, like, yeah, he noticed that I like I wasn't on and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't on that day. But I ain't tell him that. So he put me to the side. He was like, You straight? I was like, Yeah, but in my head I was like, No, nah, cause I ain't wanna tell him what was going on. I don't know why, but I just wasn't cooperating with nobody that day. He was like, Well, I'm gonna need you to like get your head in the game because I might need you for Sunday. So I was like, Alright, cool. So now it's just like it's even like I can't keep standing in the same state of mind because if I do, then I'm gonna bring myself down, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna start to get complacent mm-hmm. and start thinking about failure. So, yeah, it's just stuff like that. But yeah, that was my favorite category. Gotcha. It's, you wait. It's, it's so so with that, you know, and what I tell anybody who on both sides, you know, it's, it's more, more so on the on the cadre side of things. Like if you fill out this application to work here, like please have a passion for it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I wake up every morning. Now, granted, it's 4.30 come early or 4.15 come early, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I know that at least I'm doing something with productive with my life and it's affecting somebody else. Like, 
there's been times where I have one day off or maybe two days, and when I get back, they're like, yo, where you been at? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> When I'm gone for like two days, like we, yo, they're like, yo, you won't believe what happened. Yo, don't please don't take no more days. I'm like, but I, I wish I couldn't. You know, sometimes I wish I could just stay here 24 seven and just be here. But I do need my break. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we all need mental health days. Right. Um, I.e., that's why I created this, you know, podcast for them because this is their mental their mental health break. But. You know, if you don't have a passion for this, you know, especially me being having a leg up a little bit because I I did go here at one point in time. Um, but if you don't have a passion for this and you don't really want to get in tune with the kids, you just here for a paycheck. It's not the job for you. And I'll say that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like nobody talking bad about them, especially if it's a, if it's a coworker and you don't really take the time to know them. Like I had to jump down a coworker's throat. Like I pulled him to the side. Like, oh, let me tell you something. Don't ever talk about. My guys like that again. I don't give a I don't give a damn how bad a day you having. Like I have a bad day every day, damn near. You know, outside of outside of work. Yeah, outside of work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to disrespect these kids. You feel me? Like they'll never know that I'm having a bad day. Right. You feel me? They'll ask people. You are. I'm like I'm cool. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'll go home. You know, do what I got to do to you know get my mental health right and then come back. But my thing is, if you don't have a passion or a love for these kids and, and really want to care for their well being. This ain't a job for you, and they'll and they and they know that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So they, like, you know, it's just it's just a matter of like I told you the one day I don't know what day it was. Me and you actually, I don't know what day it was, but we sat there and talked, and I just came, I came home, I came. Yeah, to the crib and I, I remember. Like, I was like, you straight, and I just so stressed out. Yeah, I remember yo. that day. I, I was so stressed day. out because I think it was a matter of yeah. I had two kids who just unloaded on me emotionally. Then it was just a couple of kids like I just they just could not get right. Then it was just some other issues going on, coworkers, whatever like that. I was like, yo, I said, imagine having fifty one kids that yeah, you can't like slap, yeah, yo. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what this place is like. <laughs> I remember that. Like yeah. if you had if you just fathered a whole bunch of kids yeah, that you couldn't smack, yo, like, yeah. do you know how hard that yeah. is? But at the same time, it's just a matter of it's a matter of trying to figure out ways to really get through them. Mm-hmm. Like my my ways and my methods of getting them to to relate and and being able to you know be on their say wavelength like if it's music mm-hmm. if it's uh just talking sports whatever the case may be it's not hard to relate to to this generation it's just a matter of trying to find ways to get to that cuz everybody has a common ground right. whether it's whether it's you know school academics whether it's sports music you know cooking some there's something that you can relate to you know what i mean and you just have to be that well-rounded to want to get to know each and every one of these kids. You know what I mean? And it's so many, you know, cultures and, and you know, ethnic groups that's upstairs right now mm. that you have to you have to just really be on your shit to know, like, oh, yeah, like, there's a kid from Africa. Um, he's African, like, legit African. Oh, wow. um, and I... You know, for family day, I was like, yo, I know you coming with the jollof rice, so don't even try to play with me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what you know about? I was like, come on now. You know, but it's just, you just have to know. You have to be in the mix. You have to know everything that's coming in here so that way these kids can feel comfortable coming to you. But if they feel like they can't relate to you or they can't come to you and, and just be personable and you can't be personable with them, like, you don't have to tell them every single detail of your personal life. But it's like, yeah, Sergeant White, like, you got kids? Yep, I got two daughters. Or, you know, how old are you? Or what you do, you know, what you do outside of this? Like, Parker found out that, you know, 
I do a podcast, you know, by coming to the event. And another, uh, a lot of them was like, oh, this yours. I was like, yeah. And it was like, so you're like an entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know, right. a lot of times, you know, when they see us, they look at us as just like, like a robot. robot. So we just a cadre robot. We yell frontly in the rest position, then we go home, we come back, do the same wind thing. us up. You know what I mean? We go, <laughs> no, we just that's go back. not true. No, but I'm saying some sometimes for some of us who, for some of you cad, uh, cadets who, really don't know us because like I don't really know everybody in your platoon. I don't know everybody in second platoon. First platoon, I got them all down packed. Like I know all oh the kids God. back of their heads. I know when one of them's calling me if I'm way down the hallway. Oh, yeah. I know somebody's laugh. I know somebody sneeze. Like I know everything about <laughs> these people. Seriously. That's real. And it's like for for some platoons, like second platoon, I have to like squint or like, oh that look like what's the name? And I'm like, come here, you know, like but you have to like really invest your time in Knowing every single kid, like when McFadden said that he was having a bad day earlier, he didn't realize that I heard him. He was, I heard him early. He said, Y'all don't give a F. I ain't, I'm, I'm doing whatever I want. And he was just mad. He was like real tense, mm-hmm. had his arms folded up. I didn't say nothing to it. And I watched him. And all day he was just, you oh, know, yeah. walking around like that, with puffed the, up. With the mad face. Puffed up. And I, he walked past me mm-hmm. and I, I stopped him. I said, Hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Pulled him to I said, You all right? Yeah. I said, You lying. Mm hmm. He was like, I mean, I said, yo, whatever's going on. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I, I did say that. I said, I said, whatever's going on, don't let it affect you that much that you can't, you know what I mean? You're going to draw negative attention to you. Because mm-hmm. I already peeped this is not you. You know what I mean? I see how you are Monday through Monday through Thursday. Now, Friday, something happened. So, at the end of the day, don't let this, don't let it affect you. Take your time. Take your L emotionally. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you need to do to move on and then get back in formation. It's too easy. But don't br- but don't bring it towards you to where as though we gotta keep screaming at you and getting on you, getting on you because we want because we know this is not you. So we trying to like oh what what do you call it? Like an exorcism. Like we trying to get the trying to get the bag fat out of here. Yeah, trying to get the bag fat out of here. But that's basically what that is. Like we perform like daily exorcisms to get those bad uh, bad vibes out of here. And, you know, keep keep the squared away, uh McFadden in, in line. That's the Yep. I'm done. I feel like <laughs> I feel like some casual, like Sergeant White, but he realized that at the end of the day, we are still kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, we still, like. Figuring out our place in the world. Yeah, not even just that. Like, I said, figuring out your place in the world. Like, you okay. know. But it's not even. Yeah, it's not even just that. Like, he understand, like. And, uh, like, what we used to do, we used to listen to music and just have people to talk to and laugh. And it's like, he's there to do that. Like. Sometimes he'll pull us to the not pull us to the side, but like take us to the basketball court, listen to music, mm-hmm. and do stuff like that. Because we still kids, and he's understand that. Like he understand us. Got like, you. Well, I know lights out coming soon, so I know yeah. we about to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. So in thirty seconds or, or or less, if you if you could talk to a ninth grader in high school that's going the wrong route, mm-hmm. what would you tell him right now? And that's how we can close out. Thirty uh, seconds. Go. If I could talk to a ninth grader in high school right yeah. now, the only thing I'll tell you is life is temporary and live every day like it's your last, but do it in a good way. Everything don't last forever. So make good decisions while you can and take advantage of everything that life gives you. Got you. Oh. Oh, that's tough. Uh, dang. Clock on clock going, so now. Uh, <laughs> repeat the questions. All right, now let's go. <laughs> we'll come right, back. Yeah. Thirty seconds we'll or less. Back. I would tell them just make. 
Oh, yeah, I would yeah. just tell them, you know, make the decision that's right for them in a way that's going to impact them, like, in a positive way. That's, you know, like, just try to f- figure out who you are and do that in a way that's not destructive. Like, Oh, that was a good word. I like that. Yeah, just, you know, try to build yourself up as best as you can. Okay. All right. Parker, and then we're going to close it out. Okay. Oh, Campos, I'm sorry. Be your own leader. Don't let nobody make you go away away or a route that you don't want to go or that you feel like you need to go because other people are doing it. Because everybody is unique in their own way. But do what you feel like you need to do. Okay. And what's best for you. Got you. Campos and then close so, out. I would take us home. Follow your own footsteps. Don't follow nobody else. Mm-hmm. Do the own things that you want to do. Uh, stay focused to your education. Stay in school. And be positive. I love it. So I, I thank you all for coming. I know we took we took about an hour of your time. I don't know if it was free time or not. So <laughs> I hope. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I appreciate you, Kyle. You got anything else that they, we need to um, say? Nah, but we do got to promote uh, Friday. Okay. At the end of the day, we still yeah, gotta push because it's right. it's Wednesday. So Friday, we of course everybody on live Friday. We have an hour uh, Friday happy hour uh, Freaky Friday. So at Montego Bar and Grill, we got the free Caribbean buffet. Um, live music, live live music from uh, DJ Protocol. So please swing past six to ten on Friday. Um, it's gonna be a good time, and of course, and we also uh, collecting uh, food, uh, non perishable food, uh, and uh, baby supplies. For the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas, so bring your food, bring your non-perishable food. We're gonna collect that, send it down there. We're gonna have a good time partying for a purpose. Yeah, I don't know what this is being published, but uh, we'll do two of them. So yeah, yeah. thank y'all for coming. Thank out. y'all for coming <laughs> to the event. It was lit. Um, the the food was great. Everybody pulled up. Um, yeah. I may have drank a little bit too much, but it's okay. Shout out to uh, uh, DJ Protocol. DJ Protocol, thank you. Rock yeah. the crowd. Thank you, uh, Montego Bar and Grill. And uh, food yeah, was good. Food was amazing. Girl, you wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> all right. About to get his so, locked up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Without further ado, I gotta get these get these uh get these people to bed. So um, thank y'all for coming out. I hope, thank you. hope you guys thank had you. a good thank time. You. I appreciate you. Um, and uh, I guess without further ado, uh, love, love life, life and libations. We out. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Yeah, false I got a homie here rapping. He want to win bad. He want the fame, the acclaim, the respect that's been had by all the legends. So every time I see him, he's stressed.